Welcome back to another episode of the Beatnik Brother Podcast. The topic of this episode is may be considered controversial to some. It may be comforting to others. And it may be a head-scratcher to some as to you know why I am the person that's talking about this. And the topic of this of this episode is cosmetics slash slash plastic surgery. And as a disclaimer, I'm adding my feedback and my observations and my experience and you know what I've seen. So I'll so I'll break this, try to break this down into about four different areas, and this won't be a very long podcast. But the re- before I start into it, the reason why I set this particular episode up is because I live in what is the heart of what's called the Beverly Hills Golden Triangle, and I'm surrounded by some of the leading cosmetic surgeons in the world, and they're right, they're within walking distance of of me, so I see. A lot of different, you know, doctors' offices. I see a lot of different people that have surgery, and I've had some surgery myself. And I don't, you know, it's not something that I'm embarrassed about. But I get asked a lot of questions about it even before I moved here. So I thought this might be a good a good time to discuss it. So let's start off with with the first item at a high level, and that is that it's human nature to want to look your best. If you go back to from prehistoric times and you follow a timeline of human history, people, primarily women, want to look their best. That's just that has to be in a DNA. If you look at if you look at prehistoric women, you look at the ancient Egyptians, ancient Chinese, the ancient Africans, even up to today. Whatever civilization that that you're from or that you follow, at some point the people in that civilization wanted to look their their best. And if you think about that from what you do on a daily basis, if you say, I don't fall into that game, I don't do that. Yes, you do. If you take a bath and you use soap, you're trying you're using soap because you want to get clean and you want to smell good. If you're having your you're getting hairstyles, you're getting barbers, manicures, pedicures, you think of clothes all of those things that people do on a daily basis that may not have any impact in their health or their medical their medical scene it has all to do with their appearance and how they look i mean some of the stats i pulled like the global fragrance market is 43.6 billion dollars in 2020 smelling good does doesn't do anything for your health. I mean, someone that someone might argue essential oils. <laughs> okay. But, uh, for the most part, and, and I, for the most part, I would, uh, I would say, yeah, I, I can see, I can see that because I'm a person that spends good money and I've always wanted to smell good. I spend money on fragrances and they don't provide any medicinal, any health benefits. They just make me smell good. And there's no, you know, there's no there's no other benefit from that other than smelling good is, you know, it's a it's like a signature that that, you know, that people leave behind. And so if you think about those things you do on a daily basis like that, and even from from a cosmetics set from a cosmetic side, by the year 2026, 
the global cosmetics market is expected to be worth $438.8 billion. So almost $500 billion in cosmetics. Now, I know that some cosmetics can be considered dangerous. They might have deleterious side effects. But for the most part, cosmetics are designed to enhance your appearance or camouflage undesirable things. Primarily, why? What do, what's the end result? You want to look your best. So that's just human. That's just human nature. And there are a lot of benefits that we get from looking our best. I mean, there's you know the boost in in self in self confidence. And you know, unfortunately, we learned in society early that you know a good looking person or a person who works on their appearance is going to get is going to get farther along than than others. Now, my personal experience has been has been that I've gotten the payoff from working on my appearance and working on my education. I mean, when I got my when I completed the master's program in marketing at the same time I had I had just finished a lot of dental work. 2 weeks later, you know, I get I get a promotion and a salary increase of 75 grand, you know, and a global promotion. I go do some other things and yeah, I got the benefit of that. I had a uh, I had a a an executive a company executive tell me one time he said, "Man, thank you for taking care of your appearance. We can throw you in any situation. You're going to smell good." Your breath is going to be fresh. You're not going to have hair coming out of your nose. Your nails are going to be clipped. Your suit is going to be fitting properly. You're going to have the right accessories. You're going to you're going to you're going to show up and you represent this company very well. And that matters. That matters in because people are evaluating us daily and and even if you say I don't want to play that game, you don't have a choice. Someone is evaluating you whether you want to participate or not. So at a high level, it's human nature to want to look your best. So secondly, as I said at the start, I believe that men, that this applies to both men and women, but primarily I'm going, going forward, I'm going to say that most of this is going to be going to be kind of directed towards women because women are tend to be to tend to be judged by their by their appearance and and that's what I mean by my second you know my second point is that front women are judged from birth to death on how they look I was talking to my dad when my parents were alive my mom was 61 and my dad told me he said that even though she's 61 years old from time to time she still wants to know that I find her attractive she still he said she still wants me to go buy expensive you know in her mind you know expensive perfume and she likes nice shoes and everything even though she's a you know 61 year old grandmother and and all and doesn't really leave the house much other than going to church and grocery shopping uh he said she still wants to look her best and it you know it made me think about it and he said in her mind she still wants to she still wants to know that i find her as attractive at age 61 that i did than i did at age 20 when we were kids and you know when i looked at that that scenario i said that's the scenario for pretty much all women and women are judged from the time they're born 
until the time that they put them in the box, you know, or in the in the you know in the oven to for cremation or whatever, you know, however you you do that. And it, and if you break that down, here are some examples of of how I see that women are are judged based on their appearance. One of the first ones is I call it self ranking and. What I mean by self-ranking is if you get a group of women together and they may call themselves a squad or crew or whatever, you get them together. They can all be incredibly attractive, but there's going to be one in that group that considers herself as the most attractive or the most desirable. And all of the other girls are going or women are going to know that. And so they'll rank themselves in that in that group and there's a alpha female in almost every squad almost every crew and if a woman doesn't feel comfortable in that in that scenario then she's going to leave and go form her own crew where she is the best looking woman or where she does get get compliments and and as a man i think we've all all every man that's ever dated has probably been in a situation where he goes on a he you know he takes his date or wife or girlfriend or whatever to an event and if the other women there are a lot more attractive than her then you're probably not going to get to hang around there long because she's going to feel intimidated we got to go these people are this or that self-ranking that's just a you know that's just something that we see also from a comparison perspective and if you look at what you see on in magazines and tv and stuff they they're that women are women are constantly comparing themselves to uh, to others. That's a uh, and, and based on weight. I mean, how many women look at live their lives by scale? You know that your weight mat the weight matters. How your figure? You know, look at all of the products focused on on figure on your figure. Think about hairstyle. You know, think about hairstyle. Someone's judged based on their hairstyle, on their face. Every detail of a woman's body. Is scrutinized, and one of the stats that I found says the average woman in the United States spends three thousand seven hundred and fifty-six dollars per year on her appearance. Now that was shocking to me. I didn't know the number would be that that high, but I said, "Wow!" If you really think about it, a man can get a haircut, you know, cheaply. A woman has to get a hairstyle that could be one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a month. You start thinking about all of that three thousand seven hundred and fifty six dollars a year on on their on their appearance that's a lot that's a lot of that's a lot of money and that's prob that means that there's somebody spending a whole lot more and it doesn't break the stat didn't break that down into into you know how that how that is how that is spent but that's you know that was something that that really that really stuck out. But men, on the other hand, primarily we're judged on, you know, your appearance matters some. And, you know, some of us care about our appearance more than others. But as a man, you know that first and foremost, if you your goal is to make sure that you have enough money, if you have if you have enough money, your appearance does not matter at all. And women will argue, but. If you get to a certain level of income, you could be fat as a house as a man, and it won't, it it might matter, but 
someone's going to someone's going to find you attractive because of what they can what they can get from you. So that as a man, we know that money creates opportunities with women and you know women women may say that's not the case but the reality says says otherwise so third why am i why am i t- discussing this topic and you know why am i a supporter of of at cosmetic surgery and i would say that we all have a limited time to shine and what i mean by that is none of us are going to live forever and you know that period of time in our life between say age 25 and age 60 or so and even maybe beyond we all want to look our best because we know that it's inevitable at some point we're all going to look like our parents <laughs> and you know if you look at your parents for the most part at some point in your life one of them or both of them, that's how you're going to look. But in the meantime, we want to try to to look our best. And so I look at I look at cosmetic surgery as as something that allows a person to enjoy their life, you know, to be king for a day or queen for a day or to get some value out of it. Because as I said, whether you want to play the game or not, your appearance does matter. And some people will say, go to the gym and, and exercise and, and do those things. And I understand that the gym provides health benefits and it, it you know, it, you release endorphins and, you know, all of those other things. But some people aren't gym rats and some people have a different value of their time. So think about a person who maybe 25 or 30 pounds or has that persistent weight around the midsection or or jowls or or thighs and say I've tried everything and I can't get rid of this and that woman is religious about going to the gym and and eating right and all of those things and she never can get that well that same person could go have liposuction and after that procedure, when the swelling goes down, she just potentially may have compressed, you know, two years of working out and eating healthy into a two hour or an hour and a half procedure. And she's done. She's swimsuit body ready. The swelling goes down. She's good to go in a month. That's a that's a high return on investment. And so a lot of times we push people to go to the gym and exercise and eat right and all of those things and 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 those are good but some people aren't going to get aren't to get those results because the gym doesn't treat everyone equally some people can do the same routine as i do and maybe even stricter and they don't get the same results that i do so i understand that from an appearance perspective that in the example that i gave you know a woman could could pay thousands of dollars for training and all these other things, or she could take that money, have liposuction, boom, she's swimsuit, she's swimsuit ready. Or if a person has, you know, a a malformed or, or a big nose or chin or jacked up teeth or whatever, you can exercise and eat healthy and all of those things, but that's not going to correct it. And the benefits that you get from correcting or enhancing things it's it's obvious that that you get those you get those benefits and so that's something to that's something to consider as well 
I mean, I look at things too, and if you look if you look at things from a even from a from a racial perspective, you know, aging takes its toll. And all of us, as I said a second ago, are going to look like our parents at some point. We're going, you know, that's that's inevitable. But something that I do know is that if if I look at, say, a Caucasian person, a Caucasian skin ages more rapidly than African-American skin. I mean, a 35-year-old Caucasian man could look, he could be 35 years old and look like he's in his late 50s. And he could be in incredible shape, but his skin and everything else, because that's just nature. I mean, you're almost, you know, a Caucasian person is almost always going to look older simply because of their skin. And that's not that's not me, you know, being racist or anything. That's just, you know, blame blame that on the person or, or persons that created us or that, you know, however, we got slung apart from the Big Bang and evolved into what we are. But you know, aging takes its toll. And so how do you make up for that? You know, how do you change those things? Cosmetic surgery allows you to do that because no one wants to look old and raggedy before their time. When I looked at some of the more popular procedures in in, in the U.S. and globally, here's here are some liposuction, breast Reduction, breast enlargement, rhinoplasty, meaning a nose job, blepharoplasty, uh, which is, you know, eyelid surgery, tummy tuck, uh, facelift, and a chin, cheek, and jawline restructuring. And looking at all of those, those things and knowing what they do, I said, yeah, those things make a difference because I had a, I had a, uh, I had a casting director tell me one time, he said, when you look at people, he said, when I look at people, the first thing I notice, he said, and what the first, one of the first things we notice is a person's teeth. And they got to, he said, we can't hide good teeth, a, a bad teeth. Number two, their nose. He said, teeth, nose on the face, teeth, nose, and chin. He said, those things matter. And he said, those things are correctable. And I thought about it. He said, what is the, some of the common denominators around of good looking people, people that we consider good looking? I go, well, yeah, they generally have good teeth. They generally don't have a facial feature that, domi- that dominates or overpowers all of the others. They may have piercing eyes, but they don't, you know, they don't have a, they don't have a clown nose or whatever. So I I understand that. So to me, cosmetic surgery is a is an equalizer, and it's a good return on investment. And when it comes to women, I understand that a woman wants to look her best, and there's a lot of there's a lot of self confidence issues in that. And so I always encourage women to say, "You're participating in this game, whether you want to or not." And someone is evaluating you whether you want to or not. And I've had women say, well, gee, I still don't have trouble getting men. I've got options and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But but sometimes having men that want to sleep with you, that's just normal. That's what men do. We want to sleep with women. That's not necessarily the same as, as quote, options. You may have options within that, you know, within that designation. But there are, you know, there are, there are things that you can do to work on your appearance. And if you've got the money to do it, then I think you should go for it. Because you think about 
all of the time and all of the money that's spent trying to enhance your body. And some of those things, they're just not going to work. And so I've always told women, I hate to see women say, I've tried everything. I don't know what to do. And then you tell them, boom, go do this. You know, liposuction will take care of that midsection. You know, you'll be, you'll be swimsuit ready in one month's time. And they look at you and go, I would never do that. No, you know, what you're doing is not working. Maybe you should try something, try something else. And my fourth and final piece is, is living where I live. I see a lot. I see a lot of things, especially from the cosmetic in and living in Beverly Hills in West LA, whatever you can dream, there's a doctor here that can do it. If you want your, if you're a man and you want your junk bigger, they can make your junk bigger. I'm serious. They can do that. That's obviously that's not something I tried, but they can they can do that. What you can take a doctor a picture of, you know, you can take a doctor a picture and say, I want to look like this. And there are doctors that can uh, that can do that. And that brings up a point that says, when you look at some of these celebrities and social media influencers and athletes and all these people that we're told, you know, this person bust their butt in the gym, they do this, they do that. What a lot of you have to understand is that a huge number of celebrities have cosmetic procedures. A huge number of these influencers that you see are having cosmetic procedures. They're not necessarily just drinking, you know, super dieters tea and using waist trainers. They're not telling you, they're not telling you the procedures that they're having. They're not some of these people aren't telling you that they're having a rib removed or two ribs removed so that they have better abs and that stuff. So so when you judge yourself against that, understand that a lot of these people are the results of 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 cosmetic surgery and you know, when I an example that I saw was when I was doing the bodybuilding and fitness world, I was trying to figure out how is it, you know, because you get dehydrated. And I was trying to figure out how does how does that guy keep his face skin, the skin on his face so tight? His forehead is just as smooth. His cheeks are smooth. And I'm trying to figure that out. Well, I found out that he was he or she was getting Botox as incidentally, the the Botox market in 2019 in the United States, 8 million people got Botox in 2019. And I've had it as well. So I look at that and I go, man, I would not have have known that. So a lot of what I see around here is I see people doing these procedures, but they're not necessarily they're not necessarily telling the public that they had those procedures. So if you're a woman or you're a man and you're out there trying to kill yourself in the gym or trying to eat right or do whatever because you want to look like celebrity XYZ, understand that a lot of those people are uh are are having procedures done. I went to a fitness show back in 2019 here in LA and to see someone and while I was standing around, I heard a guy say, hey, man, I, he was talking to someone else. And he said, yeah, man, I didn't tell him that I had that I had liposuction. I didn't tell him that. So I'm sitting here thinking, how often does that take place? So this guy's had liposuction and he's about to enter the men's physique division. Well, you know, maybe that's an unfair advantage. And that's something that, you know, there's no rules against that. He could compete. Uh 
And here in LA, you just see it all. I mean, and where I live, I'm in the heart. I'm surrounded by the top, some of the top surgeons in the world. If you wanted Chrissy Teigen's boobs, then you pay Dr. Garth Fisher his $1,000 consultation fee and you walk about uh, two blocks from my front door and you're at his office. If you want, uh, if you see the show on Netflix, Skin Decision, you want to meet up with Dr. Sheila Nazarian and get your, get your, your, your scene taken care of. She's about a block and a half away. If you want to get the supermodel or superhero body, then you can go visit my friend and, and, and I'm a frequent guest at his office, uh, Dr. Jason Emmer. So you have to understand that, that a lot of what you see and a lot of the people that you may model yourself after those people are having work done. So in some, in summary, this might have been sounded like it's all over the place, but the ultimate, my ultimate thing that I wanted to get across is we all have a limited time to shine. You know, we're, we're all like a piece of fruit. At some point, we're going to decline and fade into obscurity. And knowing that, I would encourage you to say, I want to look my best. And if you want to look your best, don't worry about what other people are going to say. I'm a man and I'm a straight man, but I don't care if people know that I've had cosmetic surgery or that I'm going to have some, I'm going to have, yeah, before the year's over, I'm going to have some liposuction because I don't want to spend hours in the gym. Yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to have some more. I'm probably going to have some 360 high def liposuction from Dr. Emmer, you know, just to make things equal. You make things uh, make things easy because I don't really have a reason. I've got my own home gym, but my days of being in the gym two hours a day, I I, I don't want to do that. There's there's another way that has guaranteed results and quick. So I understand that, and I've had people reach out to me, and you know they don't. Some of them don't want their names, you know, mentioned or whatever. But, you know, they have frustrations and they have frustrations with their exercise or their diet routine and they're trying to consider some other things. And I would tell you, break out of the break out of the the shell that other people have put you in and understand that if you want to look your best, then there's nothing wrong with cosmetic surgery or plastic surgery because you're being judged and you're competing whether you want to or not. And everybody can say, I'm fine with myself. Yeah, but we can all make we can all make improvements. If you're fine with yourself, then be fine with yourself. Don't be don't say I'm fine with myself, but then oh my god, I don't look like such and such. I can't compare to her or get angry if someone picks some if you're dating and someone picks a person that has a perfect nose and you've got, you know, you've got a hot dog nose or you know, or if you've got bad teeth and the person that they pick has good teeth or the person, you know, so, you know, and so forth and so, you know, so on and so forth. So understand that if you've got that time, hey, empower yourself, make your life what it, what you want it to be. Go get, go get that self-confidence boost. There are a lot of different options, you know, that you can, that you can look into in almost any town that you want. So that's my message around cosmetic surgery and some of the questions that I've been asked. Hopefully someone's found this helpful. And uh, if you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to me. Thanks for listening.